Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your co-host Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye. We're going to go right to our first guest because she's on the House floor down in Olympia. That's none other than the impeccable, the illustrious, the dynamic yeah. state representative from the 37th Dis- Legislative District in Washington State, Representative Sharon Tomiko Santos. The prime sponsor of House Bill 1918 that's going to bring some hope back to the hood. So Representative Santos, thank you very much for stepping off the floor to have this conversation with Hayward Evans and I. So we want to start right off with why don't you give us an update on what's happening in our state capitol in this short session. Well, good afternoon, Eddie Hayward. Um, I'm so glad to be uh, uh, talking to you again. That's the one thing I do miss about uh, when I'm in Olympia. I miss being able to talk to uh, folks from the community. And so I want to encourage um, all of you to come down often um, and speak to your legislators um, because we really otherwise miss you. Um, So thank you for coming down the other day, Hayward and Eddie, along with many other members of the McKinney Coalition. Uh, Today, uh, the legislature is um, uh, spending most of its time on the floor of the respective chambers. So obviously I am on the House floor. Um, Senator Saldana is on the Senate floor, in part because we are exactly one week away from a critical deadline in the legislative calendar. Any bills that have any hope of moving forward, this is policy bills, in this uh, legislative year um, does have to pass out of the House of Origin, in other words, the House in which it was introduced, uh, before next Wednesday at 5 p.m. So uh, we've been spending very late nights here. Um, I was on the floor until 10.30 last night. Um, And um, we are, it's also a time when many good ideas often um, die because of the volume of bills and the shortness of time. And so that gives me an opportunity to once again congratulate members of the community on the uh, amazing passage of House Bill 19 last year, uh, unanimously in both chambers. It's virtually unheard of. Um, In terms of priorities, um, of course, uh, since we're talking about 1918, I do want to say as a funding priority, uh, we want to make sure that we um, uh, put money in the capital budget that allows uh, the Central District uh, Community Preservation and Development Authority uh, to properly uh, uh, begin to occupy um, the former Seattle Vocational Institute. Uh, and really start to uh, make that work uh, and be uh, the kind of resource that it was intended to be in the community. Um, Those kinds of budget uh, items are going to be negotiated up until the very end of the legislative session, which is March 12th. Um, But for the time being, what we're doing is we're spending a lot of time uh, debating about uh, some of the policies that might be introduced Uh, in the state. So uh, very exciting times, very busy times, very tiring times, but um, you all give me uh, energy to keep on keeping on when I see you. So thank you. Since the deadline's coming up so so quickly, is there anything that's a priority for you that you might need us, your constituency, and and our listenership to uh, address or support? 
Well, thank you for asking. Um, there, uh, I, I think um, one of the things that I'm very, very um, hopeful for, and I could uh, always use community support, is, um, you know, the 37th Legislative District is um, a district that has a great uh, diversity of needs. Uh, we are not only one of the most racially, ethnically diverse communities, uh, we are also an older community, and so some of our community-based organizations are also older. And so um, I'm very proud that the four um, uh, high-priority um, community uh, capital requests uh, that I've put into the budget have all made it to the priority list of the Members of Color Caucus, and they include, of course, uh, the McKinney Coalition's uh, request for FBI. Uh, it includes the Filipino Community Center's uh, Innovation and Education Center. It includes um, um, the uh, request of the uh, Chief Self Club for affordable housing there um, that combines with um, human services um, and uh, it also includes uh, the Seattle Indian Health Commission's request for uh, housing dollars. So um, it would be very helpful to have uh, members uh, of your listening audience call in and, in support of all of those in recognition of our great, diverse 37th legislative district. Mm. Oh, the other one that's on the list, sorry, is the El Centro uh, de la Raza uh, seismic upgrade to the main office building up there on Beacon Hill. And should we be calling into the uh, Capital Budget Committee, or since if, if it's coming out of our district, it's going to be the same representatives, and you know our position. Is there anybody outside of our district that we should try to uh, persuade? Um, you know, uh, I, I think uh, just contacting all of the members of the Capital Budget Committee, I will tell you it's, I'm very impressed that we actually have a fairly diverse capital budget committee. Uh, so, for example, uh, besides uh, myself, um, we have uh, Representative Stonier, Representative Morgan, uh, Representative uh, Lacano, uh, who all sit on the uh, capital budget committee. Also, Representative Scott, uh, I said. Uh out an email on behalf of the McKinney Coalition with the phone numbers and email addresses for the folks on the Senate Ways and Means and the House Budget Committee and also to other supporters of the, who have expressed support for the McKinney Coalition. That went out a few days ago. Uh, so those phone numbers and email addresses are included there, and uh, we'll be encouraging those folks to uh, call all of them if, if possible. I'd suggest it to some church congregations, uh, fraternities, and sororities, if they could divide the list up, because it is about 40 names and email addresses uh, total combined. So uh, I, I know uh, last week at Mount Zion at the Brotherhood, Deacon Joel, uh, Joel Hobbs had instructed the Brotherhood of Mount Zion to divide the list up and make the calls. We'll be asking uh, Bobby Alexander to do the same thing. You met him, the vice chair of the uh, Martin Luther King Organizing uh, Coalition, and Shadi Moore, the chair. So you see we have two young folks who are really taking over the lead, and uh, Shadi and Bobby are doing an outstanding job. So uh, Bobby's also a member of the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity, 
And I think Sade or Delta. Six? I, I don't know. Well, Hayward's a member of that fraternity, too, so he needs to get big. Okay, so we got we got two of the uh, sororities and fraternities covered right there. But that's what I'm encouraging people to do. Uh, like it was saying, why are you going down to Olympia again this week? Because if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. And we definitely, there you go. That's we, absolutely true. Right. And uh, the African-American Legislative Day is like on Monday. I don't know how yes, many other decisions will be made by Monday, but I think it's imperative that we show up. And, uh, and like, uh, you know, uh, it was a good experience for Candace Bailey and Bobby Alexander and Sade to actually see how the system works. And Sade and Bobby knew uh, uh, the person you were meeting with that afternoon, State Representative Jesse Johnson out of uh, – uh, federal way, they're all the same age, so it was. Yeah. It's good for them to see that. Uh, Bobby had uh, conveyed to Representative Eric Pettigrew a, a couple of weeks ago when we were down there that, uh, and he was in the. I think uh, the, uh, he was 11 years old from St. Paul, and they were visiting, and he hadn't seen anybody that looked like him until he saw Eric Pettigrew. So he reminded yeah, Eric of that story. So uh, I'm glad that uh, we all have the support of everybody in the House and the Senate. Because they all voted for it, House Bill 1918. Absolutely. So we Absolutely. certainly hope that they fulfill their commitment with the funding that's necessary to get that uh, viable facility up yeah. to snuff so it can start generating the revenue to run the programs. And if the state steps up to the plate, it's my understanding the county, the city, the port, sound transit, and others will step up right behind them. So we really appreciate the work that you're doing. So, uh, uh, tell us about uh, some of the other events that, uh, other legislation that you're following. Uh, we we have the list. Javier Valdez, the chair of the Members of Color Caucus, gave us uh, their list of the five uh, priorities that they have: the Seattle Indian Health Commission, Filipino Community Center, El Centro de la Raza, uh, the Seattle Vocational Institute, aka the McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development, and also the Chief Seattle Club. So uh, Javier Valdez did share this with us and. If you go on my Facebook page, you'll see our young leaders with quite a few of the elected officials. So I just want to implore on them that you got to come down here during the session and you have to come and you have to provide your legislators with what you want in writing and not any ideas when you're sitting in the meeting. So when you get to meet with them, you have something to discuss because they've been notified in advance. Well, let me just uh, take this opportunity to, sh- to share with you some um, legislation that might be of interest to, to your listeners. Um, I am working and helping to guide um, the efforts of uh, State Representative Jesse Johnson uh, on developing a proviso, uh, which is uh, basically a directive um, in our budget. Uh, to uh, begin having a conversation about a black studies curriculum. Um, And so I'm very excited that he's working on this, and we're trying to make sure that in crafting this proviso, we are um, doing so in such a way that is um, inclusive of all of the expertise and knowledge uh, of our community members. Um, and in this effort, we are borrowing from um, the collective um, uh, wisdom and experience that we've learned from trying to do uh, similar but different uh, approaches with, for example, uh, the Kip Takuda Memorial Civil Liberties Public Education Fund, 
the Since Time Immemorial uh, Curriculum um, Development for the American Indian uh, Native Alaskan um, uh, communities here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and so uh, I'm very excited about that um, effort that is uh, going on. I think the other uh uh, legislation that I would bring to your attention is um, legislation of my own. Um, as you know, I've been working for many, many years on issues around fairness and public contracting. We do have a bill, uh, a, an OMWBE bill, um, that is over in the Senate right now. And what it this bill uh, tries to uh, accomplish is a strengthening of the Office of Women and Minority um, Business Enterprises to uh, work with state agencies and help state agencies develop best, best practices around procurement and um, bidding. Uh, it also uh, strengthens the Office of uh, Women and Minority Business Enterprises by giving them investigatory authority to um, uh, it root out fraud and abuse, and we all know about front companies, and uh, so now we're going to, uh, instead of having the Attorney General's office do the investigation, because because in, in the many things that we assign to the Attorney General's office, uh, these types of cases um, uh, sort of stay uh, low to the ground. They don't rise to the level of priority. Um, and so we wanted to remove it from the AG's office, put it in the OMWBE office for investigation, uh, give them the ability to debar um, companies when they find repetitive abuse, uh, and to assess penalties and fines. So that's a, that's a priority bill of mine. Uh, Representative Santos, that bill itself, now, that, that includes that increase in staffing since... Uh, DES did have oversight of the, the Washington State Disparity Study, but the implementation is taking place within OMWBE. Is that is their budget request in jeopardy in any way? That 1.7 million. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't know how to answer that because I'm not on the Appropriations Committee. I kind of think uh, that it's always good to advocate for something that you. Uh, believe in and think is important. I have not heard that's in trouble, but um, that doesn't mean that um, we couldn't uh, uh, benefit from people calling. Okay. You know, uh, we've been joined by one of our young leaders, uh, Shadi Moore, the uh, the chair of the Seattle Martin Luther King County. I'm putting Martin Luther King County, King County in there anyway, organizing coalition. And you met her on on third uh, last uh, this past Tuesday. She and Bobby Alexander and Candace Bailey. So Shade uh, Representative Santos is on the line. She's on the floor. I know she got limited time, but I wanted to make sure that you had a chance to uh, just make some comments to her before she goes back to her her day job. No, I just uh, want to thank her for everything that she's doing. You know, for the McKinney Center, and um, I'm just looking forward to progressing forward. And for that location being the home location for the organizing coalition in the future, um, we have a lot of work to do. Um, as we know, I know the community is really anxious and excited about uh, this new uh, opportunity. So uh, just thank you again for uh, everything you're doing. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again. And it was great seeing you on Tuesday. 
Thank you, Shade. I was so glad that you and Bobby were able to come down. Um, I'm so, your enthusiasm is infectious, um, as uh, both Hayward and um, Eddie know. Uh, we need uh, your young energy, your young wisdom, um, and frankly, you know, we get to we get to bask in all that you are going to be contributing. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, and uh, I'm thankful to have mentors like Eddie and Hayward speaking on my behalf and making sure that Eddie, I'm sorry, Bobby and I and Candace um, are just you know we're linked in and we're able to uh, put our face out there so people know who we are and know what we're trying to do. And I'm just really eager and excited to see even our numbers flourish. Um, in the upcoming year with our volunteers. So, yeah, I mean, because of, you know, individuals like you, um, we're able to make those things happen. So thank you again. So, Representative Santos, are you still on the floor uh, voting? Yeah, um, well, yes, I need to get back on the floor. I've actually stepped into the uh, the ladies' um, uh, resting area. <laughs> <laughs> right on, live so from, the, have, live from the ladies. I don't want you to have to listen to all the noise that's yeah. going on. <laughs> live from the women's restroom in the state capitol. No, 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 no. This is not in the restroom, next to the restroom. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll we'll take the, the other stuff out of there, the one and two out. Okay. 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 All right. Okay, Reverend Santos, right. thank you very thank much. And keep us surprised of what's going on, what we need to do. Like I said, I disseminated that. And before Shadi got online, I let people know that uh, she needs to disseminate that information to the uh, the McKinney, uh, to the Seattle King County Martin Luther King Organizing Coalition, so they can all call those legislators because they all are at, uh, disciples of Martin Luther King Jr. and Jesus Christ, most of them. But anyway, uh, we want them to call. So thank you very much. We really do appreciate your time today, Representative Santos, and we'll see you soon. Let us know if there's anything we need to do because we're on duty 24-7. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks okay. for having me. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Now, Sade, we want you to go ahead and uh, share with our listeners a little bit about your your experience in Olympia on Tuesday. Um, well, the experience was, um, to me, it was somewhat historic because um, I couldn't imagine seeing myself out there any other time besides, you know, the invite that was given to me uh, upon you. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. But just meeting, you know, the state representatives and the legislators um, and walking through the facility and kind of just, you know, um, letting them know what we're doing and who Bobby and I are and kind of how the torch has been passed and how, you know, just, you know, the uh, budgetary beneficial uh, aspect of what we're trying to do with the McKinney Center is, you know, impacting, you know, not just the community, but at least, you know, again, our organizing coalition as well. So um, just looking forward to that and just to go again and to continue to show our face and um, just to communicate what we're doing. Um, so, again, I'm, I'm, even though I'm doing a lot of traveling the next three weeks, I'm looking forward to uh, Bobby speaking and Bobby going on our behalf and just representing. Well, you guys do a very, real good job uh, in terms of uh, representing the community, uh, the MLK organizing com- uh, coalition, and uh, so – it, it was also good to see uh, a legislator about your same age, too, and Representative Jesse Johnson. So Absolutely. I'm, i got to send Bobby some of these and pictures. And Federal Public Schools alumni. So that's, that's, to me, that's great because that's where I grew up. Okay. And just to see him be as young as he is and do what he's doing, that just shows, you know, young leaders like Bobby and myself, the endless possibilities. And we even said it when we were there. That's what we're going to be in the next five years. 
And so. you know, yeah, I know you will be. Uh, you might be even higher than that. No, <laughs> at the rate, that. At rate, at rate you're going. So, <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, I guess now Angela, my daughter, she was at Facebook on Monday, uh, the Black History. Uh, well, she moderated a panel with Chief Carmen Best and uh, uh, Sharon Cooper, who is out of uh, Facebook, out of Menlo Park, California. And Sharon Cooper is the sister of Sandra Bland. And everybody remember what happened to her down in Dallas, Texas. So, yeah. so uh, anyway, it was a very good discussion. So, Shadi, thank you very much. And I guess we'll see you when you get back. Because when do you, you take off pretty soon, right? I take off on Monday. And I'll be in Atlanta and then New Orleans okay. and then Phoenix and then Vegas. So, okay. Uh, well, get well on the way, okay? In New Orleans, I bring know. us back some beads. and some of I know you're going for Mardi Gras. Amen. <laughs> I am. I am, and I'm looking forward to it. Okay, Shadi. Thanks much. Right. We appreciate Thank you. We'll you, sir. be in touch. I appreciate you. Okay. Then. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, our next guest is one of the organizers of the African American Legislative Day. He has a couple of minutes. I wanted to get him on yesterday, but Clarence Gunn, give us an update on what's going to be happening Monday in the state capitol uh, for the African American Legislative Day, the Charles Rollin African American Legislative Day. Yes, sir. How are you doing, Mr. Rye? Just fine. Hey, we're not just kicking it here. Oh, okay. Go, All right. Well, I tell you what, uh, things are, are moving quickly. Firm up uh, events. Uh, when you call just a second, I'm online with the uh, Speaker of the House, and she will be able to speak with the group at uh, 9.30. Mm-hmm. So we've got both the Speaker and the Governor this year Great. Uh, speaking to the group. We've got uh, the Speaker at uh, around 9.30. When I start at 9, uh, we're meeting in the Columbia Room, which is in the basement of the uh, Capitol building, so it's easy for legislators and department agency heads to come down and visit with us briefly and then get back upstairs to uh, be on the floor to work on various bills, because uh, that Wednesday, um, the 19th, is uh, a cutoff date, and uh, so there's a lot of bills, a lot of action on the floor, and, and things in caucus. We're meeting in the uh, Columbia room, so it's right there, convenient for them to get downstairs and then run back upstairs, you know, to meet with us briefly. So um, it, it's going to be an exciting day. We've got the Commissioner of African American Affairs, Ed Prince, coming to say a few words. Um, Eric Pettigrew, who's been one of our sponsors, he and Sharon Tomiko Santos will both be in the uh, beginning session, you know, greeting and welcoming the group uh, that has assembled. Uh, for the day. Uh, then we've got the speaker, and then we've got some agency uh, heads, department heads, um, OMWDS, uh, transportation, uh, waiting to get final confirmation on one more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, those types okay. of folks that impact what's happening um, in, in the community. And that that's good that, uh, you know, you have those. Sort of, matter of fact, Sharon Tomiko Santos just went off the air right before. Uh, uh, well, a person before you, she oh, was on the air already talking about House Bill 1918, which is going to create created the Central District Community Preservation Development Authority, which will be mm-hmm. known as the McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development. And so, uh, Hayward, you have a comment or question? Uh, yeah. Uh, as, as President of DDI, I know that you passed a resolution regarding supporting uh, uh, House Bill 1918 and the um, uh, McKinney Coalition. But I was going to ask right. you, did you have an opportunity or, or part of the agenda or the priorities of what uh, Representative, Representative Santos was just sharing with us, with us? Because there's like four or five other projects, too, that are in the Capital Budget Committee. 
And I'm wondering, uh, is that going to be part That's of the That's the member of color caucus. The, the member yeah. of color caucus, yeah. excuse me, uh, Representative Javier. So is that, is that something that we're going to be pushing in Olympia on Monday? Yes. Uh, one of the special presentations uh, for the day will be Dr. Laura Ellen McKinney. She'll be speaking on, uh, on, on I'm sorry, <laughs> Laura's talking about I-1000, excuse me, 2.0, or mm-hmm. 2020, rather. But we do have uh, Reverend uh, Robert Manowick coming to speak uh, to the group. Uh, he's going to speak twice on Monday. Yeah, he's gonna speak twi- <laughs> I'll see you oh, twice. Oh, okay, on is he? Yeah, oh, yeah, because there's uh, the, uh, the uh, Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee is oh, hosting the tree lightning yeah. at 4, 430 at right. uh, the Martin Luther King Civil Rights Memorial Park with a reception, and we'll have Minister Jimmy Hurd on a little later. The reception uh-huh. will be at Holgate Church of Christ. And if it's raining, Hayward says it's not going to rain, but if it's raining, Amen. we have a venue to also have it inside as well. So, But anyway, oh, okay. uh, Clarence, we'll, we'll see you uh, on Monday, and we really appreciate you. Uh, I tried to get you yesterday, but anyway, I'm glad <laughs> we were able to get together because we are yeah. going to have Gabriel on a little later on in the program. So, hey, man, thanks. Oh, okay. thank you for all the work you're doing, man. But it's an important uh-huh. event, so it deserves two speakers, okay? Yeah, well, we've got a lot of action. Like you said, we've got uh, police accountability, I-1000, 2020, uh, Seattle Vocation over the McKinney uh, uh, Community Development Authority, and uh, Africatown as, as community items. And then, like you said, we've got a number of legislators okay. passing through. Okay. So it's, it's going to be you know an exciting day. Uh, Jesse Johnson, the new legislator from um, away. Thirtieth, thirtieth district. Yeah, we saw him on Tuesday. Okay, Clarence, oh, thanks okay. very much. We're we're out of time right now, but thanks for uh, taking a few minutes to All give us right. an update. Thank you, gentlemen. You have a good day. Everybody, come on down. Okay, well, Thank we'll you. be there. We'll be okay. There. All right. A few announcements before we go to break. One is that uh, Clarence just mentioned Africa Town, the State of Africa Town, the seventh annual uh, uh, event will be on February fifteenth. It will be at the Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute. You can read about that on the front page of the medium. And I see my friend, Congressman Andre Carson, will be here February 19th with, uh, with Andre Taylor, Dr. George Frazier, uh, Morgan, uh, boy, I, can't, my, I need some glasses. Anyway, Andre Carson will be at the Seattle City Hall, Bertha Landis Room, and that will be on February 19th. And uh, we will also talk about this again. Well, as a matter of fact, February 19th is going to be next Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so next Wednesday. So I'm going to try to catch up with Andre Carson and talk to him. And then also <clears throat> on the front page of the Seattle Medium, uh, they are this deal about the law, uh, Office of Law Enforcement Oversight calls for systemic reforms of the sheriff's office because they did a sting deal with plainclothes folks and set somebody up. <clears throat> and then I see that uh, several people that I know are uh, on the People Speak and Dr. E. Faye Williams and my friend Mark Moriel and uh, Dr. Julianne Melville, they're all uh, on the editorial comments in the medium. And I see Cliff Holland and Franklin Woods and Maddie Bailey uh, are all uh, in the People Speak section. So I want to make sure you check that out as well in the CL medium. And I want to thank uh, Frank P. Barrow and uh, Chris B. and Chris H. for allowing us to get on uh, 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 Community Potpourri this morning at 7 o'clock. So uh, we're going to take a break and come back after this. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. 
whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill and the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila and the airport. Link Live Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Live Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Okay, we're at it. Ryan Hayward Evans back. And before we go to Linda Thompson Black, I want to say that uh, Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by the Sound Transit Small Business Development Labor Compliance Office. The City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services Office with Liz Alzier. The Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office with Mian Rice. Concourse Concessions with David Fukuhara. The SeaTac Bar Group with the two Desert Storm veterans, First Lieutenant Rod O'Neill and Jerry Whitsett. And Stephanie Ogle does our website. And don't forget, every Thursday night at Rumba Notes Lounge, Nichelle and LaTanya welcome you in to hear some of the best live music in the city. Uh, Linda Thompson Black is uh, uh, the Pacific Northwest. Area Development Director for the United Negro College Fund, and it is true, a mine's a terrible thing to waste. And they have a big event coming up on February 22nd at the Hyatt Regency downtown Seattle. So, Miss Linda Thompson-Black, give us an update, and our listeners an update on some of the success, success stories that you have made possible for some of these students. Well, I am. Thank you so much, Eddie and Hayward, for having me on we are very excited about the gala. It is at the Hyatt Regency downtown Seattle on February 22nd. And our co-chairs are Chief Carmen Best and Jack McCullough, who is a land use um, attorney. We are, I, we have over 60,000 students enrolled in HBCUs every year, and about 8,000 students graduate each year. We are the uh, largest and most long-standing minority education group in the country. And this is our legacy. Uh, helping young people go to college is a game changer. And um, when we think of this era where we're seeing so much division and lack of opportunity, this is something that creates opportunity. Once you have a college education, you can think for yourself, um, you can earn a living wage. You can take care of your family. And that's what we want for our young people, and that is what we are deeply committed to. Um, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. went to an HBCU, and um, we, we know that he is, is one of the most significant and important leaders in our country. The young man that's going to speak at our um, gala, he participated in our portfolio project. And in our portfolio project, we help prepare young people to apply for college because that can be a huge barrier. And they finish their essay and they complete their um, FAFSA, financial aid information. They complete at least one application and one scholarship. They identify their top schools. This young, beautiful young African-American man, young man, wants to be an astrophysicist. Mm. And he just blossomed in our portfolio project. 
he has all had all the talent in the world. He just needed to back up to know that he could apply, um, get all things together, and fail. Um, that's what our kids need. They need us in their corner. They need us advocating for us. They need us to help remove barriers of lack of, of, of tuition and room and board. Um, and so that's what we do with UNCF, and that's what we do with UNCF in the Pacific Northwest. Well, and um, Go ahead, Linda. And, and, and we just want everybody to stand with us. You know, UNCF hasn't gone anywhere, and we need um, our friends, our allies. Um, we need a, co- a diverse coalition. We need our rainbow coalition. I, and one thing I really want to share is that UNCF put together a partnership with the African-American community, the Latino community, Native American community, and the Latino community, and with the Gates Foundation. And over the last 20 years, the Gates Foundation has given $1.2 billion in scholarships, which we have shared with that group. So, yes, we, we want African-Americans to go to school, but we want all kids of color, and we have worked to achieve that. So this is something for everybody. And uh, for any parents or st- potential students that's, that's listening, uh, can you briefly explain the process of how they contact you, how they could possibly get a scholarship, financial aid? Uh, what is the process uh, with UNCF to help the students? Well, our, the first scholarship goes to the students who participate in our portfolio program. So okay. we have a competitive process. So if you have a senior, I highly advise you to uh, have them get involved in our portfolio project. It starts when the school goes back in session. It runs for 14 weeks. And then um, we have our college fair. So all you have to do is con- uh, call our office, um, 206-292-8859. And um, you can ask to speak to Dallas Richardson, and she is our portfolio project coordinator. That's 206-292-8859. And then we do, we, we're going to, starting next year, we will have some additional scholarships for students who um, <clears throat> are non-portfolio project students, and we um, advertise those in the around January. So <clears throat> you can reach us at the, um, 206-292-8859. Well, I just want to share with you, Linda, uh, I was recruited by Dr. Leslie Baskerville from the National Association for Equal Opportunity and Higher Education. She also hired Angela her first job in Washington, D.C. in 2005 after she got to Seattle University Law School. And uh, she enlisted me along with uh, the Washington State Civil Rights Coalition to support the FUTURE Act, which was passed along, I was with, along with Mark Moriel and several other people, a lot more distinguished than me, and it passed and it provides $225 million a year, or $255 million a year, for 10 years to, to uh, uh, historically black colleges and universities and the other minority institutions of higher learning. So that's a 10-year program, the law has been signed, the, and the money is there. So that's equivalent uh, for 10 years to like $2.5 billion. So I don't mind patting myself on the back for helping right. people get a higher Absolutely. education, okay? 
And UNCF led the charge. Our governmental relations team led the charge on that, and that will help stabilize and fund and uh, allow our institutions to be innovative and and fully operational along with the fundraising we do. Because a a chunk of the funds that we raise go to um, our institutions, and I should have mentioned that, but we were talking about what we do with kids. But a chunk of our... um, go to our institutions to um, keep the doors open to be innovative. Yes. So this is something we have we want to be involved with with our friends, our corporate partners, and colleagues because there's nothing more important than this. But and it can be part of something we start doing. We stand together. You know, and, that, and that's one of my first. I want to salute the, uh, the HBCUs. They just signed an agreement with the Africa Africa Union Universities. A long time overdue to have that relationship in education that that, that that fosters trade. But support for those students are doing well in school, and then all of a sudden they're having trouble with their financial aid. Is anything being put in place to sustain their ability to stay there financially, like uh, some kind of uh, support for success mechanism? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We have our uh, CISA, our Emergency Student Aid Fund, and it, it gives scholarships to seniors who are at risk of, um, you know, not being able to finish, or for kids who ran out of their meal plan money and they need money for their meal plans or their tuition, you know, or books. So we do have an Emergency Student Assistance Fund, and it's very, very important. I have a wonderful friend who talks about getting his child through college with a mop bucket and a mop. And, you know, we, we, we've always helped our, our young people do it with them by working an extra job or as a community giving um, $5 or $20 to help one of our young people go to school together as neighbors and friends or church members. We've got to continue that. We've got to be... Um, make this a priority and we've got to know one another and say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to get involved. I'm going to support this. I'm going to make this happen. And we can do it. Yes. Linda, let's take some time and go to the gala. There are several people being honored. I want to commend uh, 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 Chief Carmen Best. She was on a uh, panel with Angela on Angela moderated a panel with uh, Chief Carmen Best and Sharon Cooper, who was Sandra Bland's sister out of, uh, she works at Facebook out of the Menlo Park office. Uh, but uh, you are uh, giving out several awards, and you share with our listeners who is being awarded and for what. Okay, so we're we're awarding um, uh, Larry Gossett with the Lifetime Achievement Award uh, because of his tremendous service over the last thirty years. We're giving Eric Pettigrew the Individual of the Year Award uh, as he retires. He's been a wonderful representative for the thirty seventh district. And we have our Mind, Body, Spirit Award that we're awarding to Jordan Babineau, who was a former Seahawks and uh, defensive back. And does uh, a lot of good work in the community. And does a lot of good work in the community. And we are so blessed. Our theme this year is impact and inspiration. And these folks are have made a huge impact and a huge inspiration. The other, our, our Corporation of the Year Award is to the Gates Foundation. And while... We didn't receive those funds of the Pacific Northwest. We received about $40 million over 20 years. The Gates Foundation, as I was mentioning, 
they did a made a historic philanthropic contribution to UNCF, which allowed 20,000 students, 1,000 a year, over 20 years, to have scholarships. And they funded $1.2 billion. Well, I'm gonna that have was to 10 years ago. I'm going to have to tell my daughter she needs to go. She works at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation now. (laughs) Oh, she does. (laughs) Yes, she does. But, uh, Linda, I I want to thank you for all the work that you and uh, your staff is doing and trying to help uplift and show folks uh, the path to higher education. Uh, And I look forward to seeing you. I'll be sitting at uh, Danella Godot's table (laughs) on the 22nd. And, and well, that's anyway. also the late Myrtle Rye's birthday. Oh, she would be a hundred and something anyway. <laughs> but uh, that is just well, you know, you are my dear friend, and you are always supporting the things that we as African Americans are doing in the community. Uh, I thank you for this opportunity and for always being there for all of us. We we deeply appreciate you and um, for helping me to share this um, important opportunity with the community. But what I want to say is that uh, uh, our daughters were roommates in Washington, D.C., and one of uh, Angela's mentors is Dr. Albert Black, professor, retired, professor emeritus at the University of Washington. And uh, he put her in a position where she could think on her toes and debate anybody. And believe me, she, uh, she passed Dr. Black's class, and I think the graduate class, too, because she's pretty tough on the debate stage. And I attribute a lot of that to your husband, uh, Dr. Al Black. I really do, because he got those students prepared if they wanted to listen. He couldn't help them all, but the ones who wanted to listen, he took care of. So thank you very much, Linda. If I don't see you thank before, you. I'll see you on the 22nd, sitting with Danella Godot and Joe Godot. Okay? Sounds good. Thank you so okay. much, Eddie, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, we got a few announcements before we take this break. First of all, uh, they're having a... Evening of Jazz and Poetry, and this is for the High T Little League Golf Program. Uh, it's going to be featuring Josephine Howe and also Blue Meadows, Phyllis Talley, my friend Owa Arunga on that trumpet, Makani McGee hitting them notes, Jamar Smiley, database. This will be on February 16th. The doors open at 5 o'clock. Uh, the show starts at 6 o'clock uh, at the Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute. And uh, let's see, for information, you can call my friend Bo Reeves at 206-551-8462. And you can go to www.high-t-littleleaguegolf.org. Bo, you're doing an outstanding job. There is an admission for $30, and there's a meal that is included with this show, and it starts at 6 o'clock. Uh, the doors open to 5, the show starts at 6 o'clock, and that's on Sunday. And then uh, this evening at 7 p.m., uh, uh, No Small Talk, Loving Black, it will be at the Northwest African American Museum, and uh, that program starts at 7 p.m. Hey, do you have any announcements? Well, just on Monday, when everybody's there, one African American Legislative Day, you heard from Representative Santos and uh, uh, Clarence Gunn, President of Democrats for Diversity and Inclusion. But that evening, 4.30, Martin Luther King Park, going to be lighting the park. The Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee is lighting the park in honor of Black History Month. And we have a reception across the street at Holgate. Holgate Church of Christ. And also Hayward has a spot running on KRIZ, Frank P. Barrow, and Chris B. and Chris H. Thank you all for allowing Thank me you. to be on uh, Community Potpourri this morning. 
And there's also Hayward has the ad on the front page of the facts. So we're going to take a quick break and come back with uh, Minister James Hurd after this, the host pastor at Church of uh, Holgate Church of Christ. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill and the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Okay, we're back. Hey, with Evans and Edgy right back at the Urban Forum Northwest with Eric on the boards. And our next guest is Minister Jimmy Hurd, who is uh, the pastor of uh, Holgate Church of Christ. Uh, he is hosting the reception on Monday after the African-American Legislative Day. There will be a tree lighting uh, at MLK Memorial Civil Rights Park. If the weather is still bad, uh, mm-hmm. Minister Hurd was going to allow us to come to uh, to his house at Church uh, Holgate Church of Christ. So welcome to Urban Forum Northwest, sir. And I'd like to Great, have, we talked yesterday, I'd like to have you just uh, talk to our listeners a little bit about about yourself. I know you was an all-star basketball player at Roosevelt. Didn't go to Garfield, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody said, well, boy, thanks. we could have won another championship if, if Jimmy Hurd would have been a Garfield at the guard. Well, but anyway... So go right ahead, sir. Well, my uh, my younger brother Lamar, he brought the, he brought the state title. He sure did. Later, so. He sure did. But anyway, it's glad to uh, I'm glad to be on. Thanks again for the invitation. Um, I actually grew up in Seattle. I'm originally from Tennessee. Our family moved to Seattle uh, when I was eight years old, and uh, did all my schooling here. Um, as you mentioned, graduated from Roosevelt High School. Um, went on to Seattle Pacific University for my bachelor's degree, and on to University of Washington for my master's degree. Um, I'm a Seattleite. Of course, I've moved away um, for a number of years uh, through uh, the military and through the ministry. But I've been back for uh, three, almost three and a half years now, and uh, just glad to be back. Grew up in the central area, uh, 21st and Roy, and uh, matter of fact, our family still owns the the house that my father purchased back in 1963. Don't sell, don't sell. Yeah, that's great. That is great, and also now. Your mother, was she a teacher at Roosevelt? My mother taught at Roosevelt. She also taught at Cleveland. Um, matter of fact, both of my parents were school teachers. Uh, my father actually was uh, an elementary school teacher, and he taught at Coleman Elementary. Uh, but no, no wonder now. you and your brothers were so smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had no excuses about no homework, though. We'll, Boy, you we'll was getting it from both credit. sides. We'll give them credit. Yeah, my father passed away, I think it was about 1996. My mother uh, actually still living in Beacon Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's 90 years old and still uh, still doing well. Now, she was running the church for a while, wasn't she? She was a part of the church. Matter of fact, my father um, was, was uh, one of the first elders 
of the Holgate Street Church of Christ. That, that church actually began uh, in the early 70s, about 1971, and uh, he was one of three elders uh, of the church at that time. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Whoever did it, we saw it yesterday. It it's a beautiful mm -hmm. facility, and uh, so the Lord has, has blessed, blessed y'all with a facility, mm -hmm. and then you keep in the Lord alive to your congregants. But uh, we really oh, do it. Go right ahead, Pastor. Well, we're trying to we're trying to do that. You know, I think a, a lot of churches, um, you know, because of, of land issues and property issues, um, uh, parking issues, uh, you know, make a decision to you know to leave the inner city. But we we are committed. You know, as long as the Lord enables us to maintain a presence uh, in our community, uh, we we truly want to be a community center. Um, that, that benefits the community as a whole, uh, not just on Sundays, uh, but throughout the week. And that's why we're, we're glad to host this event on, uh, on Monday. And uh, the way Hay uh, Hayward has an agenda, we'll have uh, pastors prominently uh, participating in the program. Mm -hmm. uh, the keynote speeches will be by Pastor Robert L. Jeffrey and also by Pastor Reverend Dr. Robert L. Manaway. And then uh, we also want you to have some comments as a host yeah. pastor as well. So we'll just see what happens on Monday. Uh, there will be, we are contacting Ezels, and we'll have some fruit and veggie trays for people that don't eat Ezels or Catfish Corner. Uh, and Catfish Corner has some of the best greens around here. Yes, they do. <laughs> so we'll, we'll definitely have uh, something. And that'll start at 6 o'clock at Whole Great uh, Church of Christ. So, uh, uh, Minister uh, Heard, why don't you just go ahead and share some more information about, about the church, about the work you're doing Sure. And I know that you're also teaching. Where are you teaching? Well, I should do substitute teaching both in the uh, Seattle School District and the Renton School District as well. I'm really committed uh, to youth, and this gives me an opportunity uh, to see what they do every day when they're not at home. Um, I'm also very interested in uh, working with parents and families because uh, you know, the home and the household is it's still the foundation of our society. And uh, that's, that's why I went into ministry, because ministry gives me an opportunity to uh, get engaged in people's lives and try to uh, teach and guide, you know, from the Word of God, uh, those principles that they need to build healthy families and healthy relationships. Uh, so, yeah, I'm in the schools uh, several days a week, and uh, it's, it's a great privilege and opportunity. Our church at Holgate, um, it was actually a merger uh, between two smaller churches, both uh, that were in the central area. Uh, one was called the East Side Church of Christ, which was located near Meany Middle School. Uh, the other was the King Street Church of Christ, which is right behind uh, uh, Promenade 23. And that building still exists. Mm -hmm. uh, we merged and uh, established the Holgate Street Church of Christ uh, back in approximately 1971. So we'll be celebrating 50 years uh, next year, That's and great. we've we've you know we wanted to be like I say a light in the community. We want to uh, spread the good news of Jesus Christ. That's our message. And um, but again, we we not only want to be a church that impacts people on Sunday. We want to be the kind of church that impacts people every day of the week and in every aspect of their lives. And so that's what we're, that's what we're continuing to do. So for example, every Wednesday. Uh, uh, from 6 to 7, uh, we actually have a dinner for uh, the homeless individuals in our community. And um, we do other things to uh, to benefit uh, individuals' health. We have a health 
personal health uh, promotion program going on. Uh, we have, we do, uh, during the summer, we do a week-long uh, youth camp. Uh, it's a day camp that's free for members of the community. And so we're, we're trying to do things that, uh, that really impact our community in a practical way. And uh, you're doing an outstanding job. So uh, Hayward and I will get back with you to coordinate uh, the food and uh, everything else for uh, Monday uh, for the reception at Holgate uh, Church of Christ. And like I said, we'll keep a close eye on the weather. I guess we'll know something by Monday morning or by mo- Monday noon. And with now with uh, this technology, we can let people know instantly what's going on. So uh, Minister Jimmy Hurd, want to thank you very much. And uh, we'll have thank you, you on. Thank you. Before you, before you sign ahead. off, let me, let me give you the shout out because, you know, uh, as I mentioned, I grew up in Seattle. I grew up as a young person attending the events and rallies and causes, um, you know, that, that you uh, led. And, and you yeah. need to know uh, that, that you have been an inspiration to me as a young person in terms of my community involvement. And when I think about uh, an activist, a person who's doing something practical uh, for the black community, uh, it's Eddie Rye. And, and I've, I've known you. Uh, since I was a young person. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you very much, sir. I very, very much appreciate that. It's as successful as you are. I really appreciate <laughs> that. So thank you very much. And uh, if anything comes up, give Hayward and I a call. If not, we'll sure. see you early Monday afternoon to get everything set up for the reception. So so thank you, Minister Jimmy Hurt. Okay. Hayward, you want to go over the, uh, the uh, program for... Monday at the tree lighting ceremony, and we've discussed the reception already. So We have a fantastic program. You know, it's going to start with, of course, Reverend Beaumont, Reverend Dr. Beaumont, Mount Zion associate pastor and historian. It's going to go into uh, uh, Peyton. Nobody's met Peyton Barnes before. He's in the uh, fifth grade. Uh, A professional actor. He was in Porky and Best down at the Opera House. But anyway, he's going to be doing uh, excerpts from uh, uh, Carter G. Woodson. We have this young lady, Miss Wright, Neva Wright, who can sing. Young lady, she blew at the MLK event, remember? She sure did. She oh, can blow. She's going to be down there singing for us as well. We have the Mount Zion Choir, who's going to be backing her up, the Brotherhood Choir. But then our keynote speaker, Reverend, um, Reverend Dr. Jeffries from um, New, New Hope. Hope, and then Reverend Dr. Manaway from Tabernacle. This is going to be a fantastic event, and it's going to bring in the um, SVI building to the McKinney Community Center for Economic Development. And the tree lighting is at 4.30 at Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Civil Rights Park. If the weather's bad, we'll go to Holgate Church of Christ. But before we go, I'm going to let you know the Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by the Sound Transfer Small Business Development Labor Compliance Office, the City of Seattle's Purchase and Construction Services Office, the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office, Concourse Concessions, SeaTac Bar Group LLC, and Stephanie Ogle does our website. Eddie Rye and Hayward Evans signing off until next Thursday. So thank you very much.